Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk shoes. Recorded live. Nobody on it. Are you on yet? Oh, because then I start to 806. Hmm. We'll wait to 810. Take it from there. Let's see. Let's watch. Your shoulders come on. Huh? Your shoulders log in. I didn't hear you. I said, your shoulders log in. I guess it's log in. Okay. Um, we can turn and see if somebody else is going to come on. Then I just want to. Uh, reading. Okay, let's go ahead. Two. Let's come on a little later. We'll set up a little later. Let's come on to eight, eight oh six. So that's a little late. We put started in the clock. But thank God we on. So let's let's start up. Uh, thank you, Josh. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Being who he is. Yes, 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 yes. Did anybody else come on? I don't know if I'm on. But it's a little late, a little behind. But, yeah, man. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we want you to bless this study this afternoon. Oh, merciful God, we know you even do all things to save us. Father, we ask to open up the ears in the mind, and, and, and Father, follow your guideline. Everything is even coming now, and we have to get back to you. And we don't want to do that because we didn't been brainwashed for 400 some years and never studied to find out what, what the real truth is. But most of all, we know you able this evening. Father, that you can defend and that you can destroy. We brought it to you this afternoon. Father, look on the one in the hospital, the one in jail. Father, go in the nursing home, too. Father, we ask you to have mercy on them. Touch them, my mighty special way this afternoon, Father. 
Don't let other persons in. You realize we can't do nothing else you in the midst. We ask you to have mercy on us right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Your phone in and out. Oh, huh? Your phone going in and out. Okay. I'm saying that to uh, to find his name, J-S-H-R-Joshua, verse uh, uh, 10, verse 13. You also can find it in 6 Samuel, chapter 1, verse 18. That name is mentioned in these books, but you don't know much about the person. Uh, I'm giving you a little more information about the Bible from this book. So, so many things are taken out and canalized, decided what they wanted to put in and what they wanted to take out. So, I'm giving more information from this book. That something that was missing, uh, not put in the Bible, like I said, when it came to Enoch. You know, we just hear that he walked with God and he was taken, but the book gave you more information on Enoch, how he was so uh, stayed in the presence of God with the wisdom and knowledge that he had, staying in the presence of God, that God took him and made him for to go up to teach the, the sons of God, because the men of God, uh, the, the sons of men, uh, just became so wicked and just didn't want to do right when it came to God and the ways of God. So they just started to do their own thing and live their own way of life. So they just became wicked. So God had came down and taken him up to teach the sons of God. Um, so it's other, you know, also with Cain and Abel, really why he killed his brother and just other things that's in the Bible that we don't have more information on. Through this book, you'll get a better uh, understanding of uh, the books that we are reading in Genesis and Noah, and like with Noah. Now we are talking about Abram before he comes Abraham. So I want to start in this book on chapter 13 and read, and Terah took his son Abram and his grandson Lot, the son of Haran and Sarah, his daughter-in-law, the wife of his son Abel. And all the souls of his household went with them from Europe them to go to the land of Canaan. When they came as far as the land of Haran, they remained there, for it was a seemingly good land for pasture, and of sufficient extent for those who occupied them. And the people of the land of Haran saw that Abram was good and upright with God and men, and that the Lord his God was with him. And some of the people of the land of Haran came and joined Abram. 
and he taught them the instruction of the Lord and his ways. And these men remained with Abram in his house, and they heed to him. And Abram remained in the land three years, and at the expiration of three years, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am the Lord who brought thee from forth from your kingdom and delivered thee from the hands of all thy enemies. And now, therefore, thou wilt hearken to my voice and keep my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Then will I cause thy enemies to fall before thee. And I will multiply that seed like the stars of heaven, and I will send my blessing upon all the works of thy hands, and thou shalt lack nothing. Rise now, take thy wife and all belongings to thee, and go to the land of Canaan, and remain there. And I will be there. Be, and there be unto thee for God, and I will bless thee. And Abel rose and took his wife and all belonging to him, and he went to the land of Canaan, as the Lord had told him. And Abel was 50 years old when he went for Haran. And Abram, Abram came to the land of Canaan and dwelt in the midst of the city. And he there pitched his tent amongst the children of Canaan, inhabitants of the land. And the Lord appeared to Abram when he came to the land of Canaan, and said to him, This is the land which I gave unto thee and to thy seed after thee forever. And I will make thy seed like the stars of heaven. And I will give unto thy seed for an inheritance all the land which thou seest. And Abram built an altar in the place where one had spoken to him. And there called upon the name of the Lord. And at that time, at the end of three years, Abram, Abram, dwelling in the land of Canaan, in that year Noah died, which was the fifty-eighth year of the life of Abram. And all the day that Noah lived was nine hundred and fifty years, and he died. And Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, he, his wife, and all belonging to him, and all those that accompanied him, together with those that joined him from the people of the land. But Noah, Abram's brother, and Terah, his father and Lot, the son of Haran, and all the belongings to them dwell in Haran. In the fifth year of Abram's dwelling in the land of Canaan, the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, and all the city of the plain, revolted from the power of Shedemar, king of Am. For all the kings of the city of the plain had served Shedemar for the twelfth year and gave him a yearly tax. Giving him a yearly tax. For those days, in the 13th year, they rebelled against him. And in the 10th year, Abram, dwelling in the land of Canaan, there was war between Nimrod, king of Shinar, Shalemor, king of Am, and Nimrod came to fight with Shalemor and to subdue him. But Shalemor was at that time one of the princes of the host of Nimrod. And then all the people at the tower was dispersed, and those that remained was also scattered upon the first of the earth. Shalemar went to the land of Elam and reigned over it and rebelled against his lord. And in those days when Nimrod saw that the city of the plain had rebelled, he came with pride and anger to war with Shalemar, and Nimrod assembled all his prince and subjects, about 700,000 men, and went against Shalemar, and Shalemar went out to meet him with 5,000 men. And they prepared for battle in the valley, in the valley of Babel, Babel, which is between Elam and Shinar. And all those kings fought there. And Nimrod and his people were smitten before the people of Shinar. And there fell from Nimrod 
men about 600,000, and more than the king's son fell also among them. And Nimrod fled, fled and returned in shame and disgrace to his land, and he was under subjection to Shilomar for a long time, and Shilomar returned to his land and sent princes of his host to the kings that dwelt around him, to Erak, king of Ezra, and to Tinnah, king of Gomen, and made a covenant with them, and they were all obedient to his command. And it was in the 15th year Abram dwelling in the land of Canaan, which is the 17th year of the life of Abram, and the Lord appeared to uh, Abram in that year. And he said to him, I, the Lord, will walk thee out from your kingdom to give thee this land for an inheritance. Now, therefore, walk before me and be perfect. Keep my commands, for to thee and to thy seed I will give this land for an inheritance. From the, from the river Elizabeth unto the great river Frades. And thou shalt come to thy fathers in peace and good age. And in the fourth generation shall return here in this land. And shall inherit it forever. And they built their altar. And he called upon the name of the Lord who appeared to him. And he brought up sacrifices upon the altar to the Lord. And at that time, Abram returned and went to Haran to see his father and mother and his father's household. Abram and his wife to him, returned to Haran, and Abram dwelt in Haran five years. And many other people Haran, about 72 men, followed Abram. And Abram taught them the instructions of the Lord and his way. And he taught them to know the Lord. Now those days the Lord appeared to Abram and Haran, and he said to him, Behold, I spoke unto thee, Twenty years back, saying, Go forth from thy land, from thy birthplace, and from thy father's house, to the land which I have shown thee to give it to thee, to thy children. For then in that land will I bless thee, and make thee a great nation, and make thy name great, and in thee shall the family of the earth be blessed. Now therefore, rise, go forth from this place, thou, now go thy wife, and all belonging to thee. Also, everyone born in thy house and all the souls that has made has made in Haran and bring thee them out with thee from here and arise to return to the land of Canaan. Abram rose and took his wife Sarah and all belonging to him and all that were born to him in his house and the souls which they had made in Haran and they came out to go to the land of Canaan. And Abram went and returned to the land of Canaan according to the word of the Lord. And Lot, the son of his brother, Haran, went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he went forth from Haran to return to the land of Canaan. And he came to the land of Canaan according to the word of the Lord. And Abram, he picked his tent and dwelt in the plain of Merah. And with him was Lot, his brother's son, and all belonging to him. And the Lord again appeared to Abram and said, Should I see when I get this land? And he then built the altar to the Lord who appeared to him, which still to this day in the plains of Moran. So we see here, and we find out more uh, that God had told uh, Abram to move and go to Canaan. And we see and we hear here that how low was he was when Noah died. In the Bible, we don't say too much about Noah's death, doesn't tell you much more of about uh, 
Abram, the land, more about the land that was given, how far it was, he he had to go. This will give you a little more, not to take away from what you already know, just to add what you don't, don't know. So when you know a little more, you have a better understanding of why it does sometimes say, you know, um, sound like some missing because they, it goes from one part and it just goes going to another paragraph and you'd be saying, well, why? It seems like something missing. But this book gives you a better uh, understanding of that, of how, what year it was, uh, why uh, things had taken place, uh, with whom, and what for. So we see why, um, why they had to revolt because of, they got tired of paying yearly taxes to the king. You know, we're talking about five kings, and they went against the king. Well, they got tired of giving this king taxes. You know, like we be tired of paying the government for what? You know, it's not producing and not really producing anything, and they're taking all the taxes. They come on, well, you got to build more trains. You got to fix this. And it seems like for what? Your train's always breaking down. You get to work late. You don't get where you need to be, and there's always something. So now we find out why, because they kind of was tired of paying taxes. And we see that uh, Abram did go back, and God told him, go back to Canaan, you know, and he'd give him the land. So we see um, here uh, take what was taking place. Uh, Elza, do you have anything? Anybody else have anything to say? Not right now. <laughs> I'm a little hole. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to, chapter 14. In those days, there was in the land of Shinar a wise man who had understanding all wisdom and of a beautiful appearance, but he was poor and indigent. His name was Rakion, and he was hard set to support himself. And he resolved to go to Egypt, to Oshuas, the son of Ammon, king of Egypt, to show the king his wisdom, for perhaps he might find grace in his sight. To raise him up and give him maintenance, and Rekion did so. And when Rekion came to Egypt, he asked the inhabitants of Egypt, concerning the king and the inhabitants of Egypt, told him the customs of the king of Egypt. But it was then the custom of the king of Egypt that he went from his royal palace and was seen abroad only one day in the year. And after that, the king will return to his palace to remain there. And on the day when the king went forth, he passed judgment in the land, and everyone having a shoot came before the king that day too, obtained his request. And Rekion heard of the custom in Egypt, and that he could not come into the presence of the king. He grieved greatly and was very sorrowful. And in the evening, Rekion went out and found a house in ruins, formerly a bakehouse in Egypt. And he abode there all night in bitterness of soul, and pent with hunger, and sleep was removed from his eyes. And Rekion considered the sinner what he should do in the town until the king made his appearance and how he might maintain himself there. And he rose in the morning and walked about and knelt in his ways those who sold vegetables 
and various sorts of seed with which they supplied their habitat. And they can always do the same in order to get and maintain it in the city. But he was unaffiliated un, uh, with the custom of the people. And he was like a blind man among them. And he went and retained a vet food to sell some for his support. And the rabble attended about him and ridiculed him and took his vegetables from him and left him nothing. And he rose up from there in bitterness of soul and went sighing to the bait house in which he had remained all the night before, and he slept there the second night. And on that night, again, he reasoned with himself how he could save himself from starvation, and he devised a scheme how to act. And he rose up in the morning, acted intensely, and went and hired 30 strong men of Abel, carrying their war instruments in their hands. And he led them to the top of the Egyptian sepulchre, and he placed them there. And he commanded them, saying, Thus said the king, Strengthen yourself and be valiant, man, and let no man be buried here until 200 pieces of silver be given, and then he may be buried. And those men did according to the order recognized to the people of Egypt the whole of that year. And in eight months' time, Rekion and his men gathered great riches of silver and gold. Rekion took a great quantity of horses and other animals, and he hired more men. He gave them horses, and they remained with him. And when the year came around at the time, the king went forth into the town. All the habits of the Egypt assembled together to speak to him concerning the works of Rekia and his men. And the king went forth for an appointed day, and all the Egyptians came before him and cried unto him, saying, May the king live forever. What is this thing thou doest in the town to thy servants, not to suffer a dead man to be buried until so much silver and gold be given? Was there ever the like of things done in the whole earth? From the day of former kings, even from the day of Adam, until this day that the dead should not be buried only for a set price. We know it to be the custom of things to take a yearly tax from the living. But thou dost not only do this, but from the dead also thou sack a tax day by day. Now, O king, we can no more bear this, for the whole city is ruined on this account. And do thou not know it? And when the king heard all that they heard had spoken, he was very wroth. And his anger burnt within him at this affair, for he had known nothing of it. And the king said, Who and where is he that dared to do this thing in my land without my command? Surely you would tell me. And they told him all the words of Rekion and his men. And the king's anger was aroused, and he ordered Rekion and his men to be brought before him. And Rekion took about a thousand children, sons and daughters, and clothed them in silk and embroidery. He set them upon horses and set them to the chief by means of his men. And he also took a great quantity of silver and gold and precious stones and a strong and beautiful horse as a present for the king. And when he came before the king and bowed down to the earth before him, and the king, his servants, all the habitants of Egypt, wonder at the works of Rekion, and they saw his riches and the present that he had brought to the king, and they greatly pleased the king. And he wondered at it. And when Rekion set before him the king, asked him concerning all his works. And Rekion spoke all his words wildly before the king, his servant, all the habitants of Egypt. And when the king heard the words of Rekion, his prisoner, 
and she had found grace in his sight, and he met with grace and kindness for all the servants of the king, for the inhabitants of Egypt, on account of his wisdom and excellent speech. And from that time they loved him exceedingly. And the king answered and said, Rechion, thy name shall no more be, great, be called Rechion, but Pharaoh shall be thy name, since thou didst exact a tax from the dead. And he called him named Pharaoh. And the king and his subjects loved Rechion for his wisdom. And they consulted him, consulted with all his inhabitants of Egypt to make him perfect under the king. And all the heaven of Egypt and its wise men did so. And it was made a law in Egypt. And they made Rechion Pharaoh perfect under a wealthy king of Egypt. And Rechion Pharaoh governed over Egypt, daily administrating justice to the whole city. So I want to see the king would judge the people of the land one day in a year when he, he went out to make his appearance. Rechion Pharaoh cunningly upset the government of Egypt, and he sat and text from all the inhabitants of Egypt. And all the inhabitants of Egypt greatly loved Rechion Pharaoh, and they made a decree to call every king that should reign over them, and they feed in Egypt Pharaoh. Therefore, all the kings that reigned in Egypt from that time forward was called Pharaoh unto this day. So now we find out a lot of information how now they, they got the name Pharaoh. You also find out that they been taught to bury for the dead. But because of this man is ready to make money, he charged God charging to bury the dead. And you see, of course, that's the day to bury the dead. <laughs> so we this, this we learn a lot of things to how things taking place. And we know this is not in the Bible about how this came about and how uh uh how uh Pharaoh changed the name Pharaoh, how King starts blessing, uh, how we start paying taxes, you know, uh, because of somebody's wisdom. Somebody wanted to see the king and somebody wanted to be recognized for their wisdom. So he came up with this idea of, of putting God in front of the king's uh, kingdom that they couldn't get through unless they paid to see the king. And now you got to pay for certain things today because if somebody decided to do this, now you have to pay for the pay, you know, as the loved ones to be buried. Now, so we see where and we learn where we, where stuff, where this stuff come from. Because you see in the beginning, as they said, even with Adam, you didn't have to pay. Buried your loved one. You just buried them. Now, because he comes over with this idea, now you got to pay to bury him. Which the king and the ones that was living, they didn't wish, they didn't mind because they get wealth. It's just forcing the habitants that don't have it more and they're struggling every day. But you see, today we have the same thing today. You say it's getting rich and the poor getting poor. There's no more middle class. So we're in the same situation right now. You know, we say what goes around comes around. It comes back, although it comes, go back in the same cycle, come back the same way, and that's what we, we are looking at now. We're back to haunt us. So we're back in the same thing. But it's, like I said, with this book, you'll get a little better understanding. There's some things that I'm reading 
And what you're hearing is not in the Bible that we read. We said it's a Bible made for the book, and it is a book. This book of Joshua, this book, his name is mentioned, so letting you know it's not just a book and somebody that wrote it and you never heard of him. If you go in Second Samuel, you will find his name. Uh, you go in Joshua, you will find his name. So that means he had to be around. So what he's writing about is what he knows from being in there at that time. You know, it's like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they wrote what they know from being around at that time when he came to Jesus. So he's writing what had taken place in that time in Egypt. So this is, like I said, not to take away from anything what you already what you have already learned, what you were taught, just that some things are not in the Bible. Now you have a better understanding of what you are uh, missing or what you wanted to know, didn't know how to go about it. So uh, I will go to chapter 15. And it said, in that year there was a heavy famine throughout the land of Canaan, and the inhabitants of the land could not remain on account of the famine, for it was very grievous. Nabal and all belonging to him rose and went down to Egypt on account of the famine. And when they were at the book of Mizraim, they remained there some time to rest from fatigue of the road. Abram and Sarah was walking at the border of the book Mizraim. Abram beheld his wife Sarah, that was very beautiful. Abram said to his wife Sarah, Since God had created thee with such a beautiful continent, I'm afraid of the Egyptians. They should slay me and take thee away, for the fear of God is not in these places. Surely then thou shalt do this. Take thou art my sister. To all that may ask thee, to all of that and may be well with thee, that we may live and not be put to death. They commanded the same to all those that came with him to Egypt on account of the famine. Also his nephew Lot he commanded, saying if the Egyptian asking concerning Sarah, say she's the sister of And yet with all these orders, Abraham did not put confidence in them. But he took Sarah and placed her in the chest and concealed it amongst their vessels. For Abe was greatly concerned about Sarah on account of the wickedness of the Egyptians. And Abe and all belonging to him rose up from the book of Mizraim and came to Egypt. And they had scarcely entered the gates of the city. And the guards stood up to them, saying, Give tithe to the king from what you have, and then you may come into the town. Abram, those that were with him, did so. Abram, with the people that was with him, came to Egypt. And when they came, they brought the chest in which Sarah was concealed. And the Egyptians saw the chest. And the king's servant approached Abram and said, What hast thou here in this chest, which we have not seen? Now open thou the chest and give ties to the king of all that it pertains. And Abram said, This chest I will not open. And all you demand upon it, I will give. And Pharaoh's officers answered, Abe, saying, It is a chest of precious stones. Give us the chest thereof. Abe said, All that you desire, I will give, but you must not open the chest. And the king also pressed Abe, and they reached the chest and opened it with force. And they saw, and behold, a beautiful woman was in the chest. And when the officers of the king beheld Sarah, 
they were struck with admiration at her beauty. And all the prince and servants of Pharaoh assembled to see Sarah, for she was very beautiful. And the king officers ran and told Pharaoh all that they had seen. And they praised Sarah to the king. Pharaoh ordered her to court, and the woman came before the king. And Pharaoh beheld Sarah, and she pleased him exceedingly. And he was struck with her beauty. And the king rejoiced greatly on her account, and made presents to those who brought him the tidings concerning her. And the woman then brought to Pharaoh's house, and Abram grieved on account of his wife. And he prayed to the Lord to deliver her from the hands of Pharaoh. And of Pharaoh. And Sarah also prayed at that time and said, O Lord God, thou didst tell my Lord Abram to go from his land and from his father's house to the land of Canaan. And thou didst promise to do well with him if he would perform thy command. Now behold, we have done that which thou didst command us. And we left our land and our families and we went to a strange land and to a people whom we have not known before. And we came to this land to avoid the famine, and this evil accident had befallen me. Now, therefore, God, Lord God, deliver us and save us from the hand of the oppressor, and do well with me for the sake of thy mercy. And the Lord hearkened to the voice of Sarah, and the Lord sent the angels to deliver Sarah from the power of Pharaoh. And the king came and sat before Sarah, and behold, the angel of the Lord was standing over them. And he appeared to Sarah and said to her, do not fear, for the Lord had heard thy prayer. And the king approached Sarah and said to her, What is this? What is that man to thee who brought thee hither? And she said, He's my brother. And the king said, Is it covenant upon us to make him great, to elevate him, and to do unto him all the good which thou shalt command us? And at that time the king said to Abel, silver and gold and precious stones in abundance together with cattle, men, servants, and maid servants. And the king ordered Abram to be brought. And he sat in the court of the king's house. And the king greatly exhorted Abram on that night. And the king approached the priest of Sarah, and he reached out his hand to touch her, when the angel smote him heavily. And he was terrified, and he refrained from reaching to her. And when the king came near to Sarah, the angel smote him to the ground, and that the dust to him the whole night, and the king was terrified. And the angels on that night smote heavily all the servants of the king, and his whole household on the son of Sarah. There was a great lamentation that night amongst the people of Pharaoh's house. And Pharaoh, seeing the evil that befall him, said, Surely a this woman has this thing happened to me. And he removed himself at some distance from her, spoke pleasingly words to her. And the king said to Sarah, Tell me, I pray, be concerning the man with whom thou camest here. Sarah said, This man is my husband. And I said to thee that he was my brother, for I was afraid lest I should put him to death through wickedness. And the king kept away from Sarah, and the plague of the angel of the Lord ceased from him in his household. And then Pharaoh knew that he was smitten on account of Sarah, and the king was greatly astonished at this. And in the morning, the king called for Abram and said to him, said to him, what is this thou hast, thou hast done to me? Why didst thou say she is my sister? Only to wit, I took unto me for a wife. 
And this heavenly plague has therefore come upon me and my household. Now, therefore, here's thy wife. Take her. Go from my land. Leave the oil daughter on her couch. And Pharaoh took more cattle, men, servants, and maids, and he returned to him and said on his wife. And the king took a maiden whom he beget by his concubine. And he gave her to Sarah for a handmaid. And the king said to his daughter, It is better for thee, my daughter, to be a handmaid in this man's house than to be a mistress in my house. After we have beheld the evil that before us on account of this woman, and Abram arose, and he and all belonging to him went away from Egypt. And Pharaoh ordered some of his men to comfort him, all that went with him. And Abram returned to returned to the land of Canaan, to the place where he had made the altar, where he had first had pitched his tent. And the Lot, and Lot, the son of Haran, Abram's brother, had a heavy stock of cattle, flocks, and herds, and tents. For the Lord was bountiful to them on account of Abram. And when Abram was dwelling in the land, the herdsmen of Lot quarreled with the herdsmen of Abram. For their property was too great for them to remain together in the land. And the land could not bear them on account of their cattle. When Abram heard them went to feed their flock, they would not go into the fields of the people of the land. But the cattle of Lot herdsmen did otherwise, for they were suffered to feed in the field of the people of the land. And the people of the land saw this occurrence daily. They came to Abram and quarreled with him on account of Lot's herdsmen. Abram said to Lot, What is this thou art doing to me to make me despicable to the inhabitants of the land that thou ordered thy herdsmen to feed thy cattle in the fields of other people? Dost thou not know that I am a stranger in this land among the children of Canaan? And why wilt thou do this unto me? Abram probably daily with Lot on account of this, but Lot will not listen to Abram. And he continued to do the same, and the inhabitants of the land came and told Abe. Abram said unto Lot, How long wilt thou be to me for a stumbling block with the inhabitants of the land? Now I perceive thee, let there be no more quarrel between us, for we are kinsmen. But I pray thee, separate from me, go and choose a place where thou mayst dwell with thy cattle, nor belonging to thee, but keep thyself at a distance from me, thou and thy house. And be not afraid of going from me, for if anyone do any injury to thee, let me know, and I will avenge thy cause from him. Only remove from me. And when Abram had spoken all these words to Lot, then Lot arose and lifted up his eyes toward the plain of Jordan. And when and he saw that the whole of this place was well watered and good for man as well as according according pasture for the cattle. And Lot went from Abram to that place. And he there pinched his tent and dwelt in Sodom, and they were separated from each other. Abram dwelt in the plain of Moran, which is in, which is in Hebron, and he pinched his tent there. And Abram remained in that place many years. So we see here, so we hear here of the story of Sarah. We have a little of the story in the Bible, but not knowing that uh, how that she was put in the chest. Really for to be hidden from from the king, but the king uh still got a chance to see her and how how was the play done to angel. All of that was not put in the Bible, 
just letting know that she uh, knew something was wrong and she just had to let her go uh, and realize that the torture was taking place in his household and within that uh, something's wrong and had her know that Sarah let her know that was her husband and that they lied. So he gave them Abram more and told them to leave. We find out more about Lot uh, because uh, he was just going out feeding in the people's land, on their land, and it was creating that problem, you know. So we, now we know why Lot and uh, his, uh, Abram separated because of the, the land was just too small, as the Bible said, the land was just too small, and it was creating a problem with the herdsmen. Well, we just shot now. He was just going out and feeding amongst other people, starving them and on their land. So that's a little more than what we have in our Bible. So, uh, like I said, it's not to take away anything or what you read or what you believe, but just to add on more that has been missed. So, do you want to say anything? Um, I, I don't feel that good. I just start getting okay. cold, chills. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go on to 16. And, uh, and how many do you have on the line? It was, it was uh, three or four, but all of them hang up now. Okay. So just me and you? Ain't nobody on there now. Just, just me and you. So what I'm going to do since they got off, I'm going to let you, I'm going to close it down and let you get some rest, okay? Okay. Okay, so we'll shut it down and let you get some rest. Okay, then God bless. God bless. Yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.